0: Soccer Convo.com informa los cachurudes, el podcast con las la garras, pasión y picardía, ya está el equipo de Porto. todos. Y ahora, ahora son ustedes. Todos. Albert
1: Albert in in Chichis. Hey everybody! This is episode 16 of Los Catillitas podcast, presented by SoccerChronicle.com. This is Albert, but passing it over to Dan for our hosting. How's
2: it going, Dan? I'm doing good. Uh, hello, loyal listeners! Happy New Year! Um. When are we gonna get me like a decent intro, just so I could like? It's kind of like a, it's it's like we're fumbling the the baton here.
0: I'll work on it next week. I got some time next week, so you'll you'll have a
2: fresh a and clean intro. You or you could you, maybe you guys could say like Daniel el pipipao, uh preciado or something.
0: You'll have a just a stunning intro that will make
2: make women weep for you. All right. Well, I mean, as long as it does that, then I think I think we'll be fine. So. Moving along, uh, like I said, happy new year, guys. Um, I'm excited <clears> if that's uh, the the football is about to finally start up again. Uh, first, I just uh, introduce the crew today, Jolie, hola, Cebes. Hello. Good evening. How are you?
3: Pretty good right here, enjoying the rain.
2: Is it has it stopped or is it still going over there?
3: No, it stopped.
2: We got a tornado warning. I was telling uh, the guys earlier uh, today, but luckily uh, we're all. We're all okay. Um, so Happy New Year, dude. Did you get anything good for Christmas?
3: Oh, me? No, not really, man. No. no Santa Claus forgot about me.
2: I'm thinking Santa Claus maybe saw uh, some of the, 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 the <laughs> chat banter and decided that maybe you weren't worthy of receiving any gifts. But
0: Yeah, I think that some of those definitely pushed you toward the naughty list for sure. I'm thinking,
2: <laughs> I'm thinking perhaps maybe yeah, that, that's the case.
3: I have to blame Ronnie. He's, he's been a bad influence. <laughs>
2: well, he certainly has been on on all of us. Uh, moving along, uh, we have John Jagu. Welcome, sir. How are you? I'm great, Dan. Happy New Year, and happy New Year to
0: everybody else. Uh, Santa was a little... You know, he did all right uh, over at the house. Uh, it's been a, a good start to the new year. and It's raining here, too, and we need all the rain we can get, so I'm just... Uh, very happy to uh, start watching some soccer again this weekend. Uh, looking forward to it, and looking forward to another year of Cachiduous podcasts.
2: Well, thank you for joining us, man. It's been uh, it's it's uh, it's been too long already. It's uh, kind of itching to get back into it. Um, oh, we have Juan uh, Juan joining us as well. Welcome, sir. How
4: hey, what's up, guys? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Hey Dan, I know I have a, I know about a good lotion for that itch. If, uh, if you want to take care of it,
2: what's the what's the name of it? I got a pen right here. I can write it down.
4: <laughs> Dude, you're putting me on the spot. All right, never mind.
3: <laughs> Forget about it.
4: I can't remember the name. Yes. It's a good one. Too. I'll send it, you the link. It,
3: it, you said it on the chat. It was Vacherel.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly
2: that one. <laughs> It leaves me a little numb. Is it supposed <laughs> to do that?
0: Well, you know, you can also use some of that, that lice-killing shampoo, too. That that works real well.
2: Thank God I don't know what any of that stuff is. <laughs> uh, also joining us from Austin, Texas, we have Albert Campas. Welcome, sir. Happy New Year. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Glad to be back. So, did Santa bring you anything special? Anything noteworthy that you'd like to mention?
1: No, I think I got some socks. Are you
2: serious? It. That's all you got? is socks.
1: Yeah, I need some socks, man.
2: No my uncle's. Socks. My uncle used to give me five dollars rolled up into an empty, uh, into an empty box of Reds.
0: <laughs> Marlboro Reds.
2: Yeah, yeah, an empty box of uh, Marlboro Reds. He'd stuff. He'd roll up like a five-dollar bill. Or maybe like four ones or something to make it like feel a little bit heavier. Um, that was that was a, an occasional birthday slash uh, Christmas gift. It's kind of a nice package, though, right?
0: Sounds like your uncle was a very generous man.
2: He was great. He's great. Ladies' man, avid bowler. And last but not least. Ronnie de Luna, Happy New Year.
5: Hey, happy New Year, Dan. How are you guys doing? Happy New Year, to all.
2: we're do, We're doing great um, since I'm doing uh, the 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 Christmas roundup. Santa bring you anything good?: Nothing. Wow. I actually got a new phone. So there you go, guys.
0: The last-minute negotiations with Santa to get you off the naughty list and put Coil on it—is that what happened
5: there? I think so. Oh, I mean, he pu- he punished us, man. He—he he made me work on the 24th, on the 25th. We worked the, the 31st and the—you the, know—the 31st and the first, you know the, you know, the
2: New Year. We were busy. Does the menu change for the holidays?
5: Uh, no, no. Uh, It's—it's a. Um, it, it's 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 a basic menu, but uh,
2: it's, for, it's for a
5: hospital, so. No
2: you know. seasonal atole. Nah, they, they
5: they wouldn't know that. They wouldn't that the, the, that sort of client, you know, those type of clients
2: wouldn't know.
4: Christmas lumpias. Do you have those? What's that? Christmas uh, lumpias. Nah. Oh, how do you pronounce it?
2: Lumpias. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you said it right.
5: Yeah, no, no, none of that. No, they want you know you know, believe it or not, some of, some. Some of them even asked for hard shell tacos. Do you believe that? <laughs> I said no. We don't do that. We
2: don't do that. We they, so. we call them roll tacos here. Taquitos.
5: Yeah.
0: No uh, no <laughs> tamales or Taco Bell
5: or. or... No, actually, you know Wait, what? Uh,
3: they're not we, the same
5: thing. We we actually uh we introduced uh, actually this Monday the fajitas so uh you know northern style like what you would see uh not not, not so much in in uh. You know, like in Texas and stuff like that, but what you would see more, like in the in the northern parts, uh, you know, like the Mauripas and so we basically introduced that sort of those sort of fajitas, and they, they've been a hit. I mean, they they're actually out outselling uh, the chicken mole. You know, because like, you know, I mean, they know fajita. You know, so I mean, we, sometimes we have to explain to people what mole is. You know, well, like
0: the machaca. That, that, that no, not,
5: not 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 the machaca, not the machaca. I mean, it, it's it's. Um, um, it's I mean basically it's almost like what what you, you would what you would see like at a Papacito's, like if you were in for those that know like Texas and stuff like that what you would see at a Papacito's, but more you know or even a nymphas but you know it's basically how you would see it in like you know if you were at a nice restaurant in Cancun right. or, or you know Monterey and stuff like that but uh, no it's it's actually been a hit you know so little
0: by little nymphas yummy. I forgot about that place. That's a good place.
5: What 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 place? Ninfas. Yeah, well, yeah. It's been it's been ages since I was there. But my only beef with her is that she, you know, she claimed that she invented the green salsa. Can you believe can that? Anyone,
2: can anyone make that claim? No. <laughs> Look, I
5: mean, they've been they, were, they were doing tomatillo, man in in, in, in Mexico since.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm
2: saying. Like that's a. Well what what is say, But her clean. green salsa
0: was totally different. It wasn't like Salsa Verde, it was like a like Salsa Verde with uh, with uh aguacate, it was like an aguacate infusion. It was a little different.
5: But even even still, I mean it's just the audacity. You know, it's like you know, it's it's like uh you know you know, because I guess the US crowd didn't know any better so they kinda you know, like they uh they they fell for it. Kinda like you know how Andres Cantor, like, you know, to the US crowd, he's like the guy that invented the goal, you know? Where like if you listen to Televisa telecasts from the nineteen fifties and sixties, you hear, you know, Ángel Fernandez or you hear a bunch of those guys, Escopeta, whatever, when they were back in radio before television, you know, screaming those long goal things, you know, so it's 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 kinda like you know, I guess Nymphos was at the right time, right place when Fajitas, you know, took off. In, 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 in Texas, and then eventually in the entire southwest parts of the U.S., and then obviously nationally, you know.
2: But, uh, yeah, man, we worked. Uh. So that was almost a good segue to to, to the football. Yeah. Um, but so starting things off, what we're, we'll be discussing today are going to be um, some League MX predictions, uh, some of the transfers, um, but to begin the show, we uh, probably want to start talking about Marco Fabian's transfer, unexpected transfer to the Bundesliga with uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, lots have been lots been talked about regarding his uh, his parting, and and perhaps that's why it's contributed to his inconsistent uh, play. Um, going straight to the to the Chivista here, uh, Jolie. Uh, what do you think, um, do you think this was a, a, a good, a, I guess a, a, a warranted move, I guess I should, the way I want to ask.
3: I, I'm a bit surprised because he's, he's been very inconsistent. But I think the coach uh, has been following him and wanted him. But I think one thing that doesn't get mentioned a lot is that seeing how Chivas is, like how important the next six months is for the club. He decided to leave. It kind of tells you how things at the club are, and and there's like mistrust, where he didn't even wanna, he didn't even wanna wait for the club to, to avoid the drop, and then leave.
4: You know, you know what? Um, I know you, you said that uh, Jolie's a chivista, and I take offense to that, Dano. But we'll take
2: <laughs> <we'll laughs> that to, to,
4: to the next to the next one
2: thought <laughs> uh, it's it's the demo. Uh, it's the Temoc It's the
4: Temoc Temoc, that uh, avatar. You know that's a tribute to Ronnie. But <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, the team he went to, Shock 04. He, they're they're fighting relegation. Which to me that says a lot. That uh, obviously. Wait, did he go to Frankfurt?
2: I interact uh, Frankfurt.
4: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but they're 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 fighting relegation. Last I checked. So. It, you know, it, it took a team uh, fighting a relegation battle to even to even bid on him when his uh, buyout wasn't that high. You look at some of the Mexican players that have left in recent memory. So my my expectations with with uh, Fabian are definitely tempered as well. I think. Uh, but uh, did you guys did you see Jolie? Did you see the the Almeida podcast uh, with Vergara? Yes. Uh, I,
3: I, I did, it, and, and I was talking to Ronnie about it. It felt like a fluff piece. They were, you think so? It, I mean, you know, people can see it, and then they ask him a hard question, and then um, and then they don't they don't follow it up when he answers. It's just like, oh, okay, that explains it, but they never really follow it up. So the only one thing where they, they played a piece with a uh, Nestor, an old recording of Nestor, and then uh, Nestor's talking about all the coaches that have been sacked. And this, there was about 13 that had less than a year with the club. Yeah. And uh, he just kind of dismissed it, and, and no one really asked. No one said, you know, no one brought anything up about, you know, that that's a big factor for the team being in, in the relegation zone.
4: Yeah, I think they should have. Uh, wow, that's a wreck. They, they, they definitely should Uh, They're too nice to him every time they have. I think that's why they keep having him on. Otherwise, he wouldn't come on, dude. Uh, but, I mean, do you, do you take, uh, do you believe his word? That he's has uh, the wrong people?
3: No, man, that's just, I mean, he would have learned, he's not, you know, he's, he's a smart guy where he, he's managed to amass a fortune. I just think it's, it's him, you know, just playing director technical.
4: Yeah, uh, like when, uh. He mentioned that he doesn't go into the locker room but wasn't that the big falling out with the, uh Van Chips that he he went into the locking room like at halftime and you know he was drunk and he...
3: Yes, yeah, see the, there's a lot of stuff that I, I I'm sure they, they didn't want to call him out on and, and it's like uh, you know the saying there's a sucker born every minute so this yeah. is for for a lot of the fans that are that are new to the team and and they're seeing it and Bergara just comes across as a really caring guy like, he's, he's,
4: to, to I, me it was like, Almeida Almeida we had the charisma because even uh, even even what's his name Josera was like you know polishing his uh his knob saying oh you're the you're the first humble Argentine I've ever met in my life
5: uh. <laughs> see uh, I see a lot of similarities the way Vergara runs his operation the way Jerry Jones does in the NFL with the Cowboys where you have an owner that's too involved and if i mean if you if you think about it there's been over there's been over 25 coaching changes since he's been there there's been over four different administration changes so we're talking we're talking four different over four different presidents and over 25 different coaches in in a span of what uh 2000 what 12 years i mean that is just that's ridiculous i mean i, I, I mean what, what basically what you do that sends a message where players don't really respect the management because they know they're not going to be there, you know they're, they're managers, they're coaches. And I mean, obviously, I, I really I really think, and this is not just me, like you know, the Medica taking a, a stab at them and joking at them. I really think that they're gonna they're gonna be in the relegations, and I think the pressure is gonna mount. Uh, and I think they're going to, and like what Holy said, you know, Joel, you know, you know, Fabian. You know, basically going to Europe. You know, I think I think Fabian in the back of his mind, he's thinking, dude, if I if I if I get relegated, it, you know, I don't think I'm going to be going to Europe the following season during the you know the summer transfer.
4: Yeah, but his buyout is his buyout is less than what uh, it's like half of what uh, Tigres paid for for Jurgen Dam. Mm-hmm. This is this is why to me it's like maybe it is his last chance because because look. Uh, that's one thing that I didn't like about Nestor's management is Carlos Alcedo.
5: Yeah.
4: Uh, he has a really low buyout, and I guess they, you know when they brought back Marco Fabián, yeah. they, they also negotiated a really low buyout so these guys can leave. And I mean, I think that's bad. That, that's bad business. I but
3: think but I you know you know you know what that that just says how a lot of a lot of players didn't want to come to the club. You basically had to but, convince them to come, and I, I think that's a better alternative than. Then what what happened with like Angel Reina where where they pay him all this money and then you're stuck with them and then, then uh, you know
4: yeah but Angel Reyna re, you know that was a bad deal because of uh, bad management as well you know you you bought this guy and then you send him to the second Dude, division
3: but look look when when you see Gulit crying <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that tells you that tells you what you know. <laughs> People don't Are want busy? to go to Chivas man, that's that's the sad reality. Are you so, guys I mean, saying the
1: players hate Vergara? I don't
3: I just players? think they don't trust the club. It's just it's it's I think it they see it for what it is, it's a bad club to be in right now. I mean Fabian didn't not even uh, Omar Bravo wanted to come back.
1: Did you guys notice like when they won the Copa Mekis that no one like Vergara went out on the field and everything, but no one went and like congratulated him and hugged him. I don't think Omar Bravo even went out there and recognized him. He was just out alone by himself, wasn't he? That was sort of.
3: I, I wasn't watching Chicky's. And it, was, you, it felt we, like a moral victory.
1: <laughs> he just seemed like a loner out there, and then the players, you, you'd think they would be like, "Yeah, man, you're an integral part in, in us gaining this." You know this. I think this he's got.
4: He's got to be the only owner in the Liga MX that is doing that. Did the, the Tijuana's guy? you know, all the money they invested, did they jump on the field when they won uh, with Mohamed? Well, the, yeah. Uh,
1: the the, the, the wrong... used to be that way. But then he calmed down. The, what's his name? Jesus uh, Ramirez? What's the guy from no, Martinez. the Martinez. Oh, Martinez.
4: Oh, my, yeah, the Pachuca guy?
1: He used to be really outspoken and stuff, sort of like Vergara, and then he sort of calmed he... down.
5: No, but he still, he's still... Uh, he's very involved with uh, the Martinez, the, the, the Pachuca group he's yeah. he's very involved but the difference between him and Vergara is that he lets football people uh, 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 football people make a lot of the decisions i mean keep in mind keep in mind that pachuca, you know martinez he 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 experienced two relegations i mean he was in it for the long haul so i mean that that tells you something like you know because when he bought pachuca in, in the early 90s i mean what they were relegated what twice i mean and and, and he's still stuck with it He's still stuck with the team. So, I mean, in that respect, you got to give him credit for that. Who knows? I mean, who knows if Vergara's going to jump ship, you know? Yeah, he's also
0: not a publicity hound like Vergara is. I mean, I don't know how many times I have to listen to Raza Deportiva where they call Jorge Vergara and, you know, he's on this show and that show and, and you know, yeah, kind of like what Ronnie said. I mean, he's very much like Jerry Jones in the sense that he has to be intimately involved in, 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 the, in the decisions, you know, I mean. And, I always remember the interview that Bob Costas had with Jerry Jones. He said, "Jerry, you've been the general manager of the team for the past, I don't know, 14, 15 years. You have, you know, one playoff victory, two playoff victories in that time. You haven't been to the Super Bowl since. If you had a general manager that had, had the kind of record, Will, would you say I'd fire him?" I know, said, I remember that. <laughs> Jerry, are you gonna, are you gonna fire yourself? Absolutely not. It's like, well, then dude. You know, and and Vergara is is, is 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 unfortunately for Chivas fans, and it just, it, it's very sad to me. It's very similar. I mean, they're not. Chivas is just not going to get better until he either steps back and actually lets people do their job, or just cuts himself out completely and sells the team. And I mean, if I don't think they're going to get relegated this year, I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be like ugly tight there in in the last few weeks, especially if if Dorado starts uh, stringing some wins together.
4: Slumpbuster,
0: ugly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's gonna. I mean, you you're gonna be in, in, in fetch, fetch, white knuckling the whole game because like my, because you, you, you can't afford to lose. You know what I mean? And it's gonna, and you're like, like please, you're you're gonna be begging for zero zero. Please let this be zero zero. You know, it's uh, it it, it it it's gonna be rough, and it's just unfortunate that an institution. I think that Hoenn had mentioned this a few weeks ago. You know, and it, it's an institution that has been riding the coattails of what they did what 50 years ago. I mean come on. it's
3: more like 60 now.
0: 60 yeah, 60 years ago. I mean it's, it, 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 it's time to move away from that. I mean the you know there are other are other teams that, are, that have had that kind of glory. They, they've moved away and they've started their own traditions and they sent, and they went and found glory again. I mean that, that's what Chivas has to do. I just don't know if it's going to happen with, with Vedagada in charge. In the sense that he either like you guys he needs he needs to just back off and let people actually do it, <clears throat> or just sell the team outright and let the new guy come in and see what they can do. And, and
4: it, you and, know, the thing ahead. is that when he brought in the he like he brought in one new guy. Uh, what's the name? Rafa Puente Jr. And he he kind of had some really bad deals. Uh, like for example, Gudinho, they the you know really a good uh, goalkeeping prospect that probably be the first team starter for Chivas. Uh, they kind of let them go really cheap and send them alone, and you know, they're the ones that brought in Reyna at a bad price uh, and high wages. And, gosh, I can't even remember the rest of the signings. Uh. Yeah.
0: So, the U.S. is a lot like America in so, the sense that they need to find, you know, for them to the, have a good team, they need to find players. You know, they don't have to be like superstars. They need, they just need to find players that do that have a job and they do it really, really well. You know, like a, like a really good central defender or a really good. Wingback or, or or a midfielder that's just you know not 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 the glory hunter really, or just just the guy that shuts the other team down and gets things going and and you know doesn't ask for blitz, doesn't get it and just goes out does his you, job.
3: You know you they know just
0: what don't have those guys.
5: One, oh, sorry to interrupt, but one of the things that also that also you know is sad. You know it's sad to for many many people is that for many years, you know Jalisco, you know Guadalajara their teams, you know, used to play very good football, very good soccer. And right now, I mean you have Tecos that are gone. You have uh, Leones Negro, they're gone. Atlas, they're really no no better than than uh, than Chivas. I mean they're they're also in the relegation zone. And obviously, you know, Chivas they're they're in the relegation zone. And and I I, I mean I, I I see what you know what's going on over there in Monterey. Where those two teams are basically just competing against each other neck and neck, and I just don't see that sort of competition with the with the you know with the with the teams in Guadalajara. So I mean something's going you know, and it, it's a shame. I, I know that Wild has new ownership, um, you know, with with Tele, uh Azteca, I'm sorry, but you know, I just I, that's just one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, not too long ago. It was like, man, what the hell is going on over there in Guadalajara? I mean, how how sad would it be if like you know that that town didn't have you know a, a, a first division football team?
4: I think definitely there's something wrong at the fuerzas basicas levels because you can't be a, a team that depends on your cantera and then you know your your prospects they're they're you know, <clears throat> pachuca has players that are twice as good as your best talent you know so something's something's amiss in there.
5: Well, you know, here's another thing that you know that that you know you knew that things were a little off in in Guadalajara, You know, with Atlas, I mean, I couldn't remember the last time Atlas had a foreign you know goalkeeper. I mean, they they were stacked with them. They had Cabuto, they had Osvaldo Sanchez, they had, I mean, you name them, they had them. They had Navarrete, they had a bunch of them, and like it, it seems like you know the last you know the last couple of months uh, you know have, have been foreigners. So I mean, obviously Atlas is not producing what they used to produce. Chivas is not really producing what they used to produce either. Although they never, I mean, although they produce good league players, they never really produce great national team players. Uh, but you know, I, I honestly think the best thing that Chivas could do is is, is Vergara basically just sell out. I mean, just sell and get a new get a new ownership group.
6: You know what? I think it's um. Well, how do you say? Um, happy New Year, I mean, Pern. Oh, Happy New Year! Feliz a todos. Educated sorry, say New year, dude. I should have introduced myself. I was kind of into the conversation. Cultured people say Happy New Year, <laughs> Oh, sorry.
5: Okay. I'll bust the balls, dude. I'll bust the balls.
6: So, anyway, what I was going to say was that... Um, did, Santa what? What did, Santa, did Santa get you anything? What? What happened? Did Santa get uh, you anything? Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so... Oh, snap.
3: So, uh, and what where I was are you say, getting... I, so, you're getting open gifts, Pern.
2: <laughs> very very well said, uh, Pern.
6: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I, was,
2: I was actually laughing quite loud but was, and was accidentally on mute, so but I enjoyed it.
6: I'm glad. I'm glad I could give you something to enjoy. Toma.
0: So apparently, you've been giving somebody's sister something to enjoy.
6: <laughs> yep. The whole package right here. Hey, so, anyway, I was going to go back to that whole conversation. That One of the things that... Have you guys noticed that, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ronnie was saying that there's been a decline for some time already. And one of the things that you can tell that has helped the decline is how the Chivas overhypes their players. A lot of their players that come out of there, they just been total busts, you know. They haven't produced. And even if they went out there, they came back... As a failure, so you know, like Omar Bravo, that's the biggest example. He's their top goal scorer, and he's been there for like a million years. And honestly, he's been just a journeyman. That that outside of Chivas, he's done nothing. You know, uh, when he was Deportivo Coruna, trash.
4: Saved from going to second division.
6: Well, I guess he helped his enemies. <laughs> That you know, but either burn, way, burn, you know?
3: He was a preferred striker of La Volpe. What? <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah.
6: Well, anyway, that's my that's point. A... Is that they <laughs> that they overhyped their players, and that's actually what's been doing them. How do you say, bringing them down? Because now they don't have players that were actually good that could have gone through the ranks and. You know, oh, well, there's Bofo. Let's put him on there. He was trying. You know, it's
0: an interesting point. Per, and I don't necessarily – I mean, they have – I don't know if it's the team or if it's the uh, the media Guadalajara that does that. But what I've noticed over the past few years, and I mean, I thought that Guadalajara had a fantastic youth system because there were so many good players that were coming out of it. I think the biggest issue for them was is that they were using too many of them at the same time where they didn't have that veteran presence to help them out when – when there was a certain amount of adversity that they'd never had to deal with before. And they, I mean, all they had was each other and you know there wasn't necessarily a, a very strong leader to help him, help them through it. I know that Chaton is a, is a great leader, but he was hurt way too much. But I mean, I think of how many guys that I thought were just going to be just as great players, like, like Cristian Alvarez and uh, the uh, gaucho who I thought was going to be sensational. I mean, you just go down the list
4: Oh, Chito but, got injured, dude.
0: Yeah, I know, and he got injured after you, the whole. You know,
3: John. Uh, John, yes, that, that's about the time when a lot of the problems started because they started selling off all the players, like like Massa, Salcido, some of those guys, and they never really replaced them. They would just sell them, and Vergara would expect someone from the from the cantera to yeah to slide in, and they weren't really like bringing in someone to. Of that of that
4: level. And exactly. also, Hans Hans left uh, the organization around that time, too. Maybe a year before.
0: <clears throat> well, I mean, and, and it's sad that it's, you know, that happened, what, 10 years ago now. And, you know, I guess maybe, you know, in, in that 10 years, I mean, you, you guys follow Chivas more than I do. But, I mean, outside of Charito, who has come out of Chivas that has made a lasting impact, not only on Chivas, but on the national team? Salcido, no, but this was—I mean, talking. This was after after Salcido left. Oh, and left oh, oh and all after Salcido, guys. yeah, yeah. Hey, um, M- Miguel
4: Sabah me, had that uh, late bloom.
0: To to me, Salcido,
5: Salcido was probably the 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 the, the, the breakout player that Chivas had because Chivas went years. So I'm talking at least two decades without really having a a, a star player, meaning that you know. National team player, consistent. That came out of their own thing. Yeah. That, that came out of their own exactly. Salcido was, you know, was probably the first one in 20 years. I mean, obviously they had like, you know, they, they tried to pump up the De La Torre brothers in the 80s and 90s and stuff like that. But they, I mean, they were good. You know, they were the flavor of the month for a while. But Salcido was consistent. Massa, he he grew into his own and became consistent. It, obviously Chicharito's, you know, grown into you know what he is right now. But <laughs> I, I I think
4: that Chicharito's Salcido, probably the last guy.
5: Well, I mean, I, I think Salcido, when it's all said and done, and his career's over, I think he's going to be one of the best Mexican defenders, you know, of all time. Uh, but you know, the last, the last is he, one. Is he still playing? Salcido, yeah, yes. yeah, but he's not. He's not. He's he's lost a step. I mean, he's right. lost. It's he's at the end.
2: He's lost several steps.
5: Yeah,
0: but you know, well, he um, was fantastic. He really was fantastic. Well, oh,
5: no he,
4: yeah. he, he was. He was. He, you know, he was fast, but he was an intelligent defender. There, I said it. <laughs> always out of position because of his speed. Did
5: he lack something like a like a gene or something? Or? <laughs> I don't he know,
4: just, dude. I always advised. saw him in shorts,
5: man. I'm sorry. <laughs> he just
6: <laughs> came. He just came came too fast.
5: <laughs> it's just those trainy thoughts, man. You know, they'll they'll get you.
0: They'll get you. <laughs> so you get so just out of, just to, to reach a consensus. Do y'all think that that Fabian made a, a good decision wow. in, in in jumping ship and Heading over to uh, to Frankfurt. Yes, no. he might yes. have started ahead of uh, so
4: uh, what, Orbelin what, and uh, I'm sorry Orbelin and so probably for his career. I
3: think I think he did, and if you see one of his last interviews before he left, he talked about how how overjoyed he was once the transfer came through. So I, it's you know it a lot of of where he was like mentally. Because if you saw him playing 2011, 2012, you know, everyone expected so much more. And then I think it really affected him a lot, not, not making the jump.
6: Plus, I think it's better to be relegated with Frankfurt than in Chivas. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, I don't know. I just think it's, you know, you know, you don't have too much time to really adapt with your team when you move into the winter break that's one thing also Germany he's gonna be I don't know how you know it's also the climate, the language, you know, may all you know may affect uh Fabian. I mean obviously I mean he's talented but you know you sometimes have to question his his will. You know. Uh I mean I know that you know Albert Carlos Alberto always you know made fun of, you know, Fab you know, Fabian or you know, what do you call Marquito? Marquito stuff like that because I you know, please don't boo me. It hurts
0: me. You know. <laughs>
6: hey, I think he adjusted very well in London.
0: Well, you know, that's the thing, though, is that is that you know maybe because of the fact that he's in Germany, because of the fact that it's cold, because of the fact that he's on a new team. You know, the only thing he's going to have, maybe, is 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 playing. And if if he just concentrates on that, then you know, maybe we'll finally see the player that we all know he can be. You know, that he's only shown flashes of you know, you know may, maybe this is his opportunity to finally say, you know what, this is the guy I'm going to be. Of course, you know, I'm, always, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. I always think that uh, the things are always going to work out for folks. I mean, obviously he has the, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe his, uh, his his mental makeup isn't as, as as strong as I think, but, you know, hopefully that will be the case. I mean, like I said, if, if he can manage to, to play well with Frankfurt, if he can, you know, find a way on the starting side, you know, maybe help him win a couple of games and score some goals and, and help him steer out of relegation. And obviously, it's going to be a great move. But if he's, you know, just you know, on the bench and plays, you know, every third game or every other game, and doesn't see much playing time and doesn't do much when he's there, then you know, it's obviously it's not going to work out for him. But but I I, I think the other going to happen because I think that that, that he understands that, that this is it. This is it for him. If he really wants to get to where he wants to be, he's going to have to uh, he's going to have to work at it. And in Germany, you know. They don't. Uh, they they not They don't play those games. You know. You know. It's uh, it's that German efficiency. That you're either going to have it or you don't, and they don't really care one way or the other. The, know, the, 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 good they, thing, don't, they don't look for excuses. The, the, good,
5: the good thing about you know Fabian is that he came recommended by Pavel Pardo, um, who obviously the coach you know was at Stuttgart and stuff like that. So obviously he's you know he was around uh, Osorio. He was around uh, Pavel Pardo. So that's probably the only good thing that I can see this is that the
4: the thing is those guys had a worth their ethic.
5: Well, on the one,
2: one thing that I think hasn't been mentioned though and, and I think does bear mentioning is the fact that it seems like the team is really betting on him unlike some of the other fringe players that we probably thought weren't really worthy of going to Europe, say like maybe Fonseca and, and Bravo who probably didn't have the greatest
4: you take that back, yes. dude. I'm you sorry. It
2: <laughs> he did manage to do that. Uh, to do a, a, a hawk, uh, an eagle dance once, um, but yeah, uh, I think you know they they seem to be. I mean, they, they gave him the number ten, jer- the number 10 uh, jersey, so it sounds like they're they're expecting him to to save them. So uh, that's in some ways it's a good thing because if if it's the one if the pressure or the um, to be the man is is what's been lacking. Uh, well, now he's going to have his chance. I personally think uh, uh, Frankfurt made a mistake, but I, I hope I'm, I hope I eat my words, uh, and I hope he does take advantage of this uh, opportunity.
6: Hey, thanks to Chicharito, you know they're writing that Mexican hype man.
4: <laughs> That's true, huh?
1: Actually, Pavel Pardo and Massa and all those dudes. Yeah, those guys
4: actually did well.
1: They were the pioneers of.
6: They won the championship in their first season It's amazing
2: they they did um was it was it more Pavelto who actually pulled the strings or actually kind of gave the yeah go ahead and to take a chance on them but just like, i don't know it just seems like kind of like you guys had mentioned in the beginning of the show that came out of left field uh, I never thought i'd see the day um uh, I'm really, I'm really anxious to see, see him, uh, see him play, and see how he's able to do. But we can't be expecting much either because this is a, releg- uh, a relegation team, so we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. Well,
5: uh, before we change subjects, you know, um, talking about another, you know, player that you know came <clears> up <out> to <throat> Chivas, uh, Miguel Sava, who also played in Cruz Azul and other teams. You know, he's retiring after, uh, you know, what, 15 years? You know, he scored a couple key goals for the U.S. national team.
4: The U.S. Uh, national
5: team? No, I'm sorry, the Mexican national team. The Mexican <laughs> national team. Sorry about that. I had a little brain fart there. Uh, Not the first time. No, what do you guys think of him, <laughs> of him retiring? What do you guys think of him retiring?
2: Honestly, uh, I know he had his moments. Yeah. Um, but to be honest with you, uh, meh. I think he's going to be there probably with some of the other guys who, who had their their time with the with the national team. Like, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of some of these guys. Like, I mean, Bravo,
5: Chato, you know, guys that were just you know, they just they just.
2: Uh, they were, the, the, they were the,
5: the Yeah, they were the flavor of the month for just a little bit, and then nothing. You know, no, I will you know. like like I posted, like I tweeted. I, I will always appreciate, you know, Sabah for his brutal honesty. <laughs> that just that 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 get hurtful, it out, Ronnie. You've
4: been you been holding this in. Get it out.
5: Yes, I know that hurtful, truthful honesty when he said that America asusta, que le tiene miedo. <laughs> that
3: was but awesome. Was he a Cruz Azul when he said it? Yeah, but, but you know those it feelings were seem. still. Like, what's that? That that's Cruz Azul for you right there, man. I know. And then uh, what
5: was it? Uh, back in 2013, 2000. Uh, Sambu you know, said that uh, you know if he's scared, he needs to choose another profession. You know.
3: <laughs> hey, I I wanted to talk about Pulido because uh, it's, it's kind of interesting what's going on.
1: Cause Ronnie, Ronnie just wants to pick on Miguel. I
3: don't he wants know.
1: to Salah.
6: He's overrated, man. He, the Pulido should just come back to Mexico, beg for forgiveness, and no, and
1: going out to reach him, right?
6: There's this thing one is you thing.
3: Check
4: what, it out. Go ahead, go ahead, Jolie. Go ahead, Jolie.
3: I don't know if you guys, you know, I thought I thought it was gonna be a done deal once um, once the, the test ruling, which is um saying in Spanish but uh, the court for arbitration of sport you know they, they ruled in favor of Tigres so I figured at that point you know he would be returning at least to Mexico but but that uh, Olympiacos is trying to negotiate him I'm like what's going on there you know how how did they manage to, to pull that one off which led to my next Thing about the importance of pacto de caballeros Hello yeah, yeah we're continue go on Okay <laughs> yeah I'm used to you guys interrupting um <laughs> I just waiting for it. No no tell me I think I think it's 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 like I haven't heard any news on that like like what It's uh, cuz there're a, there a bunch of primitives there're a bunch of primitives how is it even possible, you know, that Olympics well, practically they're they're practically stealing him. Yeah, that doesn't make
4: sense because doesn't Chivas own fifty percent of his rights? No no
3: that that was with? that was Higuera trying to uh trying to negotiate Pulido and he, he tried to get him again and he and he failed.
4: No 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 but, uh, when Nestor was still here though so they bought fifty percent of his rights.
3: No, they and they was- they did a deal that that they would but that was um that was Higuera's deal.
4: That was Néstor's deal?
3: No, nah, that, was, that was all Cause, Higuera.
6: Because Néstor what's, what's the deal with them asking $22 million for Pulido in the first place? I mean, he's not even theirs.
4: He's not even playing. Never mind, he's not theirs.
3: Well, <laughs> well if, you, if you heard the interview with, with regatta, he talked about how they, they wanted to send him to Belgium. like To a second the division second. team or something like that on loan.
2: Hasn't Tigres made the argument, though, that it's not only, um, yeah, for Nambiakos to yeah. sell?
3: There's the thing. I haven't heard anything from from Tigres. is like they, they haven't said anything. So
2: well, like, ultimately t- the only one that's losing out here is uh, is Pulido.
3: Yeah, he already lost a lot. I, he probably practically threw away his career.
6: Do you think there's no more comeback from this?
2: Well, Look he's got to start dude. playing. That's, that's the thing. I mean, at, at whatever, at some point, he needs to get this thing resolved and just start playing wherever.
3: Yeah, well, Europe's going to be difficult because he has, uh, you know, he's a foreigner, so.
2: Who's that. done nothing in the last two years. Like, hardly someone you want to really. But, on the flip side, if, if if he goes on a free transfer, then he would probably come cheap and he could probably get a. Maybe find a place on a on a you know second tier type of league on a on a mid table lower lower table team. Who knows?
4: Frankfurt or Chivas. There Givas? you go. I
2: thought
4: you were gonna say Chivas for a second.
2: I would still bet on Polito ahead of of Fabian if <laughs> if I were Frankfurt. <laughs> if we're gonna go and go in that direction again, but I don't want this to become the the hate on on Fabian show because I'm sure people will start crying
6: about that. Uh, he's one of the players that was not really too overhyped, and he was actually good. I think he, the way he performed in 2012 and for the in the Olympics was just phenomenal.
2: Well, I think a lot of us kind of already had him shoot shooting as, as like one of the guys that was probably going to be starting for for the national team at some point.
4: The thing is, you had a good uh, you had good cooperation between uh. Pulido, Fabian, and Ache That's why That's why Pulido scored all those goals, because you had Ache H- doing a lot of the dirty work, and then combining with Fabian to put the last touch, and it was just, it was beautiful. But I think you guys maybe, in my opinion, you guys, your memories are a little, little off there. Well, all, uh, the, all the credit. Well, I guess
2: my, my thing with Fabian is that, like, the times that I, I guess most of those times that I've seen him shine were in indul- those were not not to diminish that, but I just like to see him be somewhat consistent. I've never really seen any kind of like in league play. I've never seen it
4: because he he's not a. I don't think he's a player that can carry a team. I think he likes he doesn't like that pressure. I think he's a he needs to be a role player.
2: And that's what makes this whole move uh, so um, interesting. Is that you know what, what's What's gonna happen is—is—is is, is he gonna be able to handle? Because do you <laughs> guys agree that he's gonna be the guy that, that they're gonna be looking to?
6: He's gotta become—he's actually becoming the savior of Frankfurt. If you look at it that way, that he—the people are gonna expect that from him. It's gonna be a lot of pressure on him.
2: And yeah. maybe guilty by association, by with the whole chicha, Chicharito success that uh, maybe I think the expectations are going to be thinking like, yeah, well, we're going to be expecting you to deliver. Although that's a, kind of a, a silly uh, assumption.
4: You know what, though? At the same time, maybe it's a no-lose, it's a, like a win-win for him because if he doesn't do well, nobody expected him to do well. For but him? If he and- does, yeah, for, and if he does well, maybe, you know, he's back in the national team, right? The national team picture.
2: Automatically, I mean, that's been typically the the case. Is that if 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 you're a starter in Europe, it usually translates to at minimum um, you're going to be on the bench for the for the national team at minimum. But yeah, I think in, for from from his perspective, it's absolutely the right thing to do. Um, I don't think there was really much for him to do at, at Chivas. Um, I mean at least this presents like a whole new challenge uh for him. Um I do wish him all the luck. Even though anyway, it looks really like it.
4: I guarantee uh, uh Fernando will be the first one to get his uh, his, uh Frankfurt uh shirt. Does he suddenly transform into a different player?
6: <laughs> well, actually I'm, I'm thinking we should we all of us should be buying like uh Jonathan Dos Santos aside from Chicharito, he's the one who's actually doing really well in Europe right now.
2: He doesn't and he play, seems, and it's funny. Uh, what? He seems to be, yeah,
6: he he played in the last game.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't play for Mexico.
2: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's true. Jonathan. He yeah, he doesn't seem to um manage to convince any of the. What has it been three? In the three coaches? What
6: we are you talking about? He was he was starter on the on the Piojo.
2: Yeah, in the gold cup, he was getting sometimes. Okay, time. my bad. That's right. Uh, but for. Um, Tuca, and so far for sodio he hasn't really managed to get managed to get much playing time
6: well yeah but i don't really know don't know what happened there but you know he's been doing fantastic you know like he's been a starter for Villarreal. he's been scoring some goals i think he scored a very important one in the De copa del rey too i just i can't remember the, against who, who it was but he scored a, a right off the corner kick it was a bounce it was just an amazing curveball. And I think we should overlook him, And He's actually doing from the aside from Chicharito, he's the one who's doing the best, in my opinion.
2: Well, luckily there's a few players that are doing pretty good. Um, I I don't think anybody's kind of trying to knock his contributions. Um, but anyways, um, I guess what we wanted to do is also cover the the league. Um. The upcoming league we were discussed Chivas. Um so do you guys think um just just to finish off with, with Chivas? We all think that they're probably gonna stay, correct? Stay where in Jalisco? <laughs> stay in first uh first division.
3: <laughs> I I see Dorados saving Chivas. You mean Chivas Junior? Pretty much.
4: They'll,
6: they'll, take that... the
3: dive. they'll take the dive for the I think it'll be
6: it'll be it'll, it'll be down to the last game, and I think Chivas will be relegated.
4: It hey, will. Didn't John predict that they were going to be the Aquaman Chivas from Cancun? Uh, you guys didn't read his article.
2: No, I. Bad would... host, but I no, I didn't read it. <laughs> <I think laughs> it was or what was that?
1: Oh, gonna be the man. Save Chivas.
2: Yeah, I, I think they're gonna be fine. the The signings that they that they got, I think at the very least was gonna is gonna keep them afloat. Um, some of the other teams uh, that, obviously, the front runners is probably gonna be again Tigres and America. Uh, who else uh, can step up this season and challenge them? Uh, Fernando, what do you, what do you think?
6: Rayados? Well, oh, Rayados uh, is always going to be a contender for the title, of course. But I think uh, a da- another dark is going to be Chiapas. La Volpe is, is uh, even he's making good work out of the trash players that he has. So I think he might actually surprise us again.
4: Or you mean he's turning the players into trash.
6: <laughs> the other way around. Dep- trash depends into your,
4: gold. Depends on your perspective,
2: right? Yeah, chicken or the egg type of thing. I want to see how Piojo does
1: at Cholos. That's going to be interesting. He got some. He signed some, not real great players, but some okay players. Do you think they
2: can they can contend for the league, or, or are we just thinking make the Liga to, and then move yeah, forward? Guess, just make the Liga. Yeah, they might. They might be able to do that. But as far as challenging the Liga, uh, do you guys see anybody else um, really making a run? Because there usually is one team that kind of manages to play consistent.
4: Besides Tigres.
2: Yeah, because I'm thinking Tigres and America are, are the two obvious
4: choices.
3: Well, you have to look at uh, the eternal semifinalists.
4: finalists hey, What about Pumas? They, they managed to... Uh, I mean, they turned that final around. It was kind of a crazy.
2: How does the team look, though, from compared to to last season? Um, Beto, you've been keeping up? Are you there?
1: Yeah, I don't think much has changed. I think... I haven't been concentrating too much on it, but I just heard rumors like Pikoline was leaving, but I don't think anything was solid. I think they might pretty much have their same team.
2: So assuming it's the same team, do you think they can make another decent run?
1: I think so, but it's sort of a it sort of just depends. It can go south real easily. But I mean they have the they have the players and they have the team to do pretty much the same, but uh, yeah, we just have to see, and it sort of just depends on who they play, and because their 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 style of play to me isn't like a dominant America type of play uh, where they have the possession. It's more of like a risky. You have to capitalize on your opportunities, since they don't have many. But uh, in this last season, they sort of did capitalize on every single opportunity. They had high percentage for uh, for goal scoring and. So if they can maintain that, which is sort of hard to do, then they will do good. But it could go the other way.
4: I want to read uh, John's uh, comment on Chivas because he's not here. This is what he said. He said, uh, this is from his article. The special one's nemesis, Pep Guardiola sprints offers from the EPL to coach the team closest to his heart. Dorados de Culiacán out of relegation hell. The move is bad news for Chivas who can't overcome Pep's fishies and slide down to Liga Ascenso. Not wanting to take the blame for the humiliating turn, turn of events, Jorge Vergara sells Chivas a week before the fateful fall. The new owners move quickly to soft franchises with a uh, promoted Atlante. Chivas becomes uh, Aqua Chivas de Cancun, while Atlante de Jalisco plays Ascenso games in the Omni Life and draw better than Chivas ever did. And I think Jolie told me he agreed with this.
3: What? <laughs> oh man
4: i think it's
2: uh excellently written
4: good predictions
2: oh yeah it it's it's um i
5: uh, i have a feeling that chris school's gonna make a run
2: have they made actually any additions to the team to... uh
5: yeah they have Uh, they have um, I, I don't know. I just think it's, um, I mean, the, the, their signings are a little bit interesting. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, they, they don't have a, on paper, they don't have a bad team. You know, Boy, you know, is not a, obviously, you know, he hasn't won a title yet, but his, he does put teams that are competitive, you know? And the guy, believe it or not, like I said, he, he hasn't won a title yet. But I've seen, you know, some of these teams, it's like, you know, with the limited team, he's been able to to get, you know, pretty good results. I, I, I think that, boy, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that they're going to win it, but I think they're going to make a run for it.
4: So you think he's a better manager than Zinedan, Z, uh, Zinedan Zidane? Ah. He said he was a better player than him, right? Definitely a better manager.
5: He, you know, boy is very, and I and, and I respect this about you know people that they don't sugarcoat things. They tell you like it is, and that comes across as, as abrasive to some, to others. You know, I, I, I uh, you know, you may say he's impulsive. You may say he's you know arrogant, but you know. His teams, I've always, you know, you know, with Cruz Azul, was the Morelli and stuff like that. I, uh, I think, I think he, he's a coach that, that should be in the in the league, you know. And I, and I think that he'll put his stamp this year with the team. Obviously, the ideal situation would be for him to, you know, for Cruz Azul to reach the final and lose in the finals, just so we can,
4: you know, laugh. Keep the lulz. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But I,
2: I think one of the reasons though that they, that they root against him or that they don't like him is, is it's not so much because he tells it like it is. He tells it how he sees it, which is a a big difference. Um, I think a lot of the things, a lot of the things he said, is absurd. I mean, the way he hates on Giovanni is just. There's really no sense to it.
4: You know, Um, is he right though? Because look at Gio. Look where Gio's at now and. Look at his motivation. Maybe that's why he kept uh, kind of writing them, you know, calling them El Gordito.
6: Giovanni retired from the national team and from professional football. So, well, well. but I mean, I, I I remember him being on the broadcast
2: uh, in on Univision, and all he did was call out for every single offside. I mean, you never hear uh, like the 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 analysts go on on a out of his way to just make that point of, of calling out a specific player over and over and over again. and I mean, it's like, we get it, you don't like him. Um, I i don't think it was really reasonable. I mean, you know, say what you want about what he's doing now. Giovanni was one of our best players and one of our most uh, clutch players that we've had in the last, I would say, five, five six years.
1: He, he's baiting people. He just wants to get, get attention and notoriety and attract people to his just everything about him and i think he actually wants he he wouldn't he would love to take the national team i think that's what his end goal is in mind
2: he's, he's going to be- have to do something miraculous i mean to to well one i guess sosodi's going to have to actually do it poorly or they're going to somehow they're going to have to him out of town and he's going to have to do probably win a championship with cruz azul if he wants to
5: Really, if, he, uh, if, if, he with, if he wins with if he was with Crusasul, the
1: national team was his. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying immediately. I'm not saying immediately, but like, yeah, if he wins, <laughs> if he wins with Crusasul, okay. If he, and, and in the future, like in a couple of
2: years or whatever, eventually. Don't he, laugh. He, don't laugh. That's she nice. Hey,
4: if the, if the Easter Bunny makes a delivery, you know, we'll have a bunch of candies and eggs and shit stuff.
1: Oh, and the, the, my,
5: my, my 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 teams, the ones that I think are going to be in the top four, are going to be América, Tigres, Cruz Azul, and Toluca. I think those are going to be the the top four. I think just just because of the way they're playing, you know, and the roster and the depth and everything, the coach, you know, how they're being coached. Uh, and how they're being administered, I think you know. Obviously, uh, América and Tigres are the are the clear favorites in that regard. As Holy said, well you know, uh, Toluca they're like right now just on the they're the yamerito right now. They you know they're constantly in the semifinals.
2: Um, well, they're never going to get past it if they continue to play the way they did.
5: Um, I think you know, not. Uh, uh, Cardoso you know Car- Cardoso's is not a bad coach he you know he uh he just he, he seems to change a lot in the playoffs and I think that experience will teach him you know uh, you know soon you know that hey just do what you were doing in the regular season you know because I mean they, they play during the season they play you know they play pretty good soccer
1: you know, what it's about not a, what's that? My prediction on America: either uh, Nacho Ambriz wins a title, or he mm-hmm. gets fired during this this coming season.
3: Do but, you do know. you guys do you guys think it's gonna affect America not having had a preseason?
5: No, in fact, one of the things that's gonna help America is that you know, come March, the uh, the Champions League will start up again. So, obviously, there's going to be rotation of players, so, you know, there's going to be more players that are going to be, you know, you know playing, uh, and, I th- you know, obviously, um, this is going to have, you know, going to be able to choose for more players, you know, as opposed to just, you know, like, if you were just playing, like, the the, the season, then, obviously, you know, you know how they use Copa and right now, you know, a lot of the teams to basically play the guys that aren't playing
2: in the league, or play the... This- It looks like we lost Bruni.
4: Well, you know what I, what? I wanted, I guess, while Ronnie comes back, I wanted to bring up Atlas. And uh, weren't they supposed to get uh Ronaldinho in and uh, and Rafa? And I'm not sure who else.
2: I guess that was a rumor. Um, at least that's what I had heard. I did any of? Where's Where's
1: Rafa? Rafa's with him. He's not going to help though. <laughs> we'll see, but.
4: About uh, Ronaldinho, did they say no? Okay. I'll be quiet. Sorry.
1: Not that I've seen. I heard those rumors also, but I haven't. I haven't seen any. Uh, anything validating that he's attached. To.
2: Just to uh, touch on one of the the. the Sorry American about topics. that. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Ronnie.
5: It's that Obama phone. Sorry. <laughs> you got one of those too? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Obama
1: care, not Obamacare, not Obamaphone. Yeah.
2: Um, just real quick, uh, just touch on on, on Ambriz's um, fate uh, after this season. I think he's going to have to either win the league or or win the, the Champions League again. Um, it's kind of interesting. I'm wondering if, if how long are we going to be looking at, at this scenario where it's going to be Tigres and America, the, the clear favorites. um Going into these competitions, but um, I think America, I think Nacho is going to be okay as long as he wins one of those two.
1: Well, he's got to control his players too. He got to get reduce the red cards, yellow cards.
2: Well, if he didn't, if he didn't learn after the, what happened in, in with the infighting, like the fist fight, and the, the, like you said, the yellow cards, the two red cards, um, in both games. So if if they don't sort that out, um, then yeah, he's got to go. 'Cause I think that's really the, the main reason that they probably didn't reach the final.
4: You know you don't though um Brees doesn't seem like that type of personality that he can enforce he can impose his will on the players. He seems like he's uh, just too much of a you know, a nice guy. You know, with his players or kind of a pushover.
1: I think they should have yeah, I agree with that. I think they should have got rid of one of them, like Galtz. Paul Goltz. I think they should have got rid of him. He's like one of their main hotheads. You can't get rid of Sambu because that guy's just too good.
2: And have they figured out his uh, contract situation? I know he's been um, he's been wanting the to artist, resign. He signed. He signed. Did he? Okay. He, yeah.
5: He actually signed when he was in uh, Japan.
6: When is is coming back?
5: Uh, don't know. But uh, they came out. What is it? Yesterday or the day before? That uh, Cortez still hasn't called him. To see him, how he's doing. Damn. I know that's what I'm saying. You know. I mean, hell, when uh, when uh, was it? Sambu had that accident. You know, when in Sambu was just a freak freak accident. When uh, when Cruzas from Cruzasul was injured. Boom. That, that that night in the in the morning, you know, you had Sambu and you had American, you know, American officials, you know, calling Cruz Azul and calling you know uh, Crossas up, you know, and saying, hey, how are you doing, buddy?
1: Pobrecito. Uh,
5: well, I mean, it's, you're, you're looking out for a colleague, you know, a fellow, a fellow guy in, the, in in your trade. You know, you're looking out for his well-being. So, I mean, it, it just shows you how, you know, a player that plays in Mexico's leading university still has no class, you know,
1: no education. Yeah, well, what's the, uh, like, that's the same comment that uh, Moises Munoz said. Like, this is supposed to be the leading university, and why are they making me uh these racist comments and stuff. But these guys ha are um... what
5: comment what the, what comment are you
4: referring to?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> which one was it? <laughs> which one <laughs> I lost refresh track my <laughs> Refresh my memory. Yeah. You know you know what Ronnie you mentioned too about Marquito crying. Didn't Ricardo Pelaz also he was crying because uh, they were getting mocked I can't remember what game it was anymore, but it was definitely this this uh it was recent, this last month at least. No, nah, no, he was that he crying. didn't appreciate the booing or, or no, you know what? I'm gonna Google nah, it, now, man. Nah, what saying
5: about it was, was, it was about the it was yeah. the, uh, the racist chants. That's what you were. That well, the,
1: it was
5: a uh, it was the racist chants towards Darwin and Toluca and also the. Uh, no, no, that's 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 the only time I recall him saying anything about it.
1: But on that on that comment that Moises said and that you just said though. The Pumas players aren't graduates from the university. They're not. They're only wearing. You know more than I do the history or. the
5: well, – Well, obviously, yeah, because you have a lot of foreigners, you know, uh, there. I mean, obviously, you know, Pumas has also had a lot of foreigners in the past too, but. It's just you know, a way. The, the there was a happens. there was a certain. There's a certain. There was a certain way that you know players from Unam would conduct themselves. You know, even though you know a bunch of them were not. You know college-educated or, you know, or, or graduates, they were expected to conduct themselves in a certain manner. Uh, so, you know, I, I just think it's, you know, funny when you have certain, you know, when you have players like the, Pico, you know, like, you know, Picolin, you know, the Palacios brothers who, they tend to lose. I mean, they're hotheads, and they're funny to watch, you know, when they lose.
1: They're cool, you know. <laughs> you know, man, they're like, they're fools and stuff.
5: <laughs> yeah. But no, but be, I just I just thought that was interesting, you know that uh, you know Cortes you know, still hadn't you know contacted the
1: yeah that's, yeah I don't know the details on that, but yeah that sort of that would be messed up.
4: So yeah. that that was the um, that was with uh, Darwin Quintero and uh, Dario Viron, right? The thing that happened on the field. Uh... Yeah. That was
2: the uh, that was the last one. Yes, that was alleged though,
1: allegedly. Yeah,
2: that was patadas de ahogado.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Like the screenshots of his of with his mouth open and stuff. Hey, look what he's saying. <laughs> still, still a still photo of it. And, uh, okay. Well, I'm yeah. still, you
5: know, I'm still uh, wondering what the report. You know, keep in mind that the F the Mexican Federation cleared him, and obviously, I think they cleared him just because they just didn't want to deal with it. But Mexico's actual, uh, you know, their 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 government agency that actually deals with, you know, with discrimination. They still haven't made a ruling, so it it could very well be that you know once the season starts, and that government agency wants to be in the news and you know want to be and they want to be relevant, they may come out with that report. So I think it it would be interesting to see once they do come out with that report to see if they really did the investigation. You know, if Veron said it, I, I think the field I think the press will have a field day with it.
2: Well, ultimately, it's dependent upon whether or not they have any kind of evidence that, like some kind of recording. I'm assuming, right? Because I mean, I'm assuming they're not going to just be able to just take the word out of one guy and just and make a ruling based <laughs> off that.
5: True, true. But I mean, if there were witnesses, that could uh, that could pl- play a, a factor.
2: Like who? Who's That's gonna write out? Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like wh- um, anybody who who would speak, on... it's gonna be coming. Like you're not gonna hear unless it came from a Pumas player, which that's not gonna happen. Um, no, gonna they be... don't because they're
5: they're not uh, they're shady, you know, players now over there at Unam. <laughs> they're not. They're not the. Uh, they're not the educated type anymore.
2: <laughs> they're certainly not setting an example of, of uh, representing the. the the institution of, of Mexico. Nah. Definitely true. So
1: you want you want them to narc? You want them to be like to be rats to be like to to tell to basically tell, tell everybody what's going on in the field.
5: So I mean, well, obviously, obviously, I mean, Dan, this this goes to you. This question: if you're if you're the uh, the agency that deals with discrimination and you have it on and you have Darwin Quinteros, who would you believe,
2: Dan? Who would I believe? Um, I think it goes to a point more similar to any kind of criminal case where you'd have to have evidence one so way or basically
5: another. Voted, you would vote against Darwin? Just because,
2: yes, yes. Because of... for lack of evidence.
5: Okay. Not because of his skin color?
2: Absolutely not, no. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm
2: kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, 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 no. Um, okay.
6: I, will, I would actually go the same way as Dan. Like, uh, there's just I no bet evidence. You <laughs> there's no evidence. Yeah.
3: My last one. know, nice.
2: I really do have to keep my camera off because, like, I keep it on and then I get you guys all, like, hot and bothered.
3: <laughs> yeah.
6: You should read the channel. No, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh,
5: that's... That would be interesting, you know. I I mean, I don't think, I don't think the government agency. I think they're going to drop it, you know, because you know it's already passed and you know, cool heads have already prevailed. And obviously, you know, I just, I just think, uh, I don't know, you know. I I think it'd be funny if they do, if they would come up with it, you know, if they did come up, you know, with the investigation, because I, I really don't think that, you know, the Mexican Federation did anything.
2: I think, like you mentioned, though, like if they went ahead and did something like that, it's it's it, it would come off. At least personally, I would. It would come off to me as more of a publicity stunt to make a point. It's like, look, we're like, look, everybody who's paying attention, we're 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 handling this. You know, it's like almost like a precautionary measure to make sure that there's not even um, any kind of uh, semblance of of uh, of kind of discrimination and and them letting allowing it and but I don't think anything will come of it, and I don't think it should just based on on the lack of evidence but we'll 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 see how that pans out
1: i, I just saw on on Twitter that uh, America has such classy players that two of them <laughs> two of them were suspended for the first uh for the first fecha
5: yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: from cards <laughs> well at least uhedre is one of them though, so you got two two Americanistas. And then one Pumas
2: we will be playing the first jornada. Well,
1: that's, yep. that's not <laughs> too
2: bad. I, mean, I thought you were gonna give me something more juicy as for well, like they did something like stupid uh, during the off season to get themselves suspended for the first game, which would have been
4: yeah. Horrible.
2: On another like, note, something
1: juicy.
4: There about. are, are trading methods. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, uh, but oh. there are trading methods. Remember that video with uh, I think it was Herman Villa and. Cabañas, the odd training methods that, that are employed at America, which I don't want to get into. Go ahead, Beto. Yeah. Go
5: ahead, what were they doing?
1: That's when they were taking the picture at the beginning of the game, right? Uh, who was that? That was America too?
5: No, that's when the Cabañas and Villa are were... Are you talking basically... about that stretching photo? Yeah.
2: Oh, Lord. Okay.
4: No. <laughs> yeah, they're stretching each, each other's uh... The, yeah, no, I, yeah,
2: there's, yeah,
1: yeah. There's too many incidents to count. Dang. Yeah, you know, it makes sense. Where the guy up front, you know, you know, the guy, in the, the guys in the front. Uh,
4: oh
3: yeah.
1: And then the guy comes up from behind them and starts.
3: <laughs>
4: it starts goosing them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: For the picture. Those,
2: those photographers are just awful, man. Like, I mean, the guys are playing are like you know playing grab ass, and then near these like. These little vultures are just waiting to, to, to just catch that one little moment to, to snap a photo. It, was a video. it, wasn't, a, it wasn't a picture it was a video.
1: Well, i yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind.
2: I was trying. No,
1: but <laughs> I, bet,
5: I, I was I bet you Cabanhos is right now at his, um, you know, at his bakery just, you know, thinking of that. <laughs> God, I wish, you know, we it was playing grab-ass with you right now. Man, poor guy. Speaking of Cabanas, man, he's... I feel sorry for the guy, man. I think you have to. Um, I mean, his... The wife and lawyer just left him with nothing.
2: You know? Do you want to just briefly...
6: Wait, what happened? He got a divorce?
2: (laughs) Yeah. His wife
5: divorced him, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just... uh, Obviously, you know he's not at you know full capacity anymore. Obviously, because of the you know the gunshot to his head, but you know just you know a couple months, couple bu- couple months back, like two three months back, you know you know I was reading that uh, that he was basically playing you know like third division, fourth division over there in his native country. But I mean, he wasn't even getting paid. Uh, he's working for his uh, parents' bakery, which is when you look at the pictures. I mean, you could tell it's like you know almost like a rural town. I mean, nothing extravagant, nothing that really would, you would make a you know living with. I mean, that's what it appeared like, you know, on the on the on the on the video and the camera. But you know, apparently his ex-wife and uh, his lawyer screwed him out of a lot of money. And it's funny because the wife came back to America asking for, for for more money. Well, I mean, I don't think it was the wife. I think it was more so the lawyers. You know. Damn. that's that's sad man it is it is it is sad i mean all uh, was it like also two about two three months back uh the player that had that aneurysm uh, what is it woody sanchez do you guys remember him Carlos woody sanchez he had a he had an aneurysm in um a couple,
1: couple of years back this was ooh, ooh, from that, right what's that Lucca no no
5: he's no he's from america he's from america he's woody sanchez he, uh, he also had, a, like, the, the same thing that, uh, you know, what's his name, uh, Calero had, uh, uh, like a brain aneurysm. Yeah,
1: yeah.
5: But uh, he wasn't able, I mean he, I mean, he didn't die, obviously, but, uh, you know, he recovered, but never to the point where he would be playing professional uh, sports. But, uh, I mean, obviously, America, being the employer at the time, um, you know, took care of, uh, obviously, the medical you know, pay the uh, a pension of sorts, but uh, they, you know, they're on America again.
2: You have to assume that someone like him, um, he probably has a a coaching career, at least to. Well, kind of I, life.
5: I mean, honestly, honestly, I, I think that Woody Sanchez. I think you know, obviously, you want to, you know, you know, you you want to side with the guy, the little guy. You know, sometimes these guys try to abuse, and they just see dollar signs, and they think that you know these big you know companies just have you know uh, an you know unlimited checkbook, and they and they want to basically secure their future. Um, I mean, I think that Willie Sanchez in the long run, is hurting himself because, like you said, he could study, you know, a coaching career. He could be a youth coach. He could be something like that. But I think you know, obviously, even the fact that he went against his former club in court. He's persona non grata. I mean, he's gonna be like you know, he'll be the equivalent of of like Salvador, uh, you know, uh, Carmona, someone that will never ever work again in, in in football, at least in Mexico.
6: Well, what a baby downer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is a international team talk. Uh, yeah. I saw on Twitter this guy Jesse Gonzalez, portero. Yeah. He, he said he was going to go to the U.S., and actually I think he accepted the call-up. Yeah. He's now rejected it and said he's going to the U-23s for Mexico.
5: <laughs> no. Nah, nah. Is that the one that we were talking about in uh, Facebook? Uh, Beto?
1: Uh, I don't remember. He's he's in Dallas, FC Dallas.
5: Yeah, yeah, because remember uh, there was one uh, where he – I posted he accepted – You know, the, he's the under 20. He accepted the U.S. call-up. And I'm thinking, and I thought, and I thought I said that the reason I think he probably's taking that is because he knows himself, where he knows where he's at on on the totem pole, because you have uh, uh, Richard Sanchez from you know the guy that was with FC Dallas, uh, you know obviously he does well. You have Gudinho uh, what's it, Gudinho, um, over there in Porto. And obviously, you right now. I mean, you have Ochoa, you have Corona, you have Talavera. So you have a bunch of guys that are above him right now. And obviously, the younger guys like Gudi, uh, Gudino and, and Richard Sanchez. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that was the best move for him to to stay with Mexico. I think he was probably better off going with the U.S. To be honest.
4: You know, I've he- I've heard from some some fans that he's actually uh, he might be better than Gudino right now. So he actually has a chance of. Uh, you know, getting playing time with the uh, Mexico's first team in the future.
1: If, if I was him, <laughs> I would have secured something. I would have, I would have secured some type of guarantee or something from Mexico before doing this, because he left them hanging. He, they only called up two keepers now, because because he left them. So it's like a sort of a big so maybe, so I'll, maybe Chiva is going to do
2: something like that, though.
4: Um, signing with a uh, first team in Mexico is my guess. Some kind of maybe Chivas is going to sign him. Hopefully.
5: Mexico's not going to, you know, the, the, the Federation's not going to
4: give these players that sort of, you know, like,
5: they're not going to concede that, you know, they're not going to concede, you know, playing time or, or, or I guarantee you, if you come with us, you know, you'll have a, you'll, you'll be a, you'll play this tournament or stuff like that, you know, I, I don't think the I mean, yeah, they didn't right. do that. They didn't do that with Neri Castillo, you know. They,
4: that's what I was gonna say. They did it for Neri. Why couldn't they do it for a? Uh, no, they, did, they, very they didn't. Property. Property. They didn't. They didn't. Allegedly. Allegedly.
3: allegedly.
4: <laughs> 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 and America never, never uh, finance any refs' uh, car loan or, or house payment, right? Allegedly. Well, now,
5: now the alleged, the allegedly was Pachuca. Uh, you know, with the Martinez group, basically, allegedly, allegedly. Doing oh, that man. to um uh, to what's it in Ramos Rizzo and and Archundia and stuff.
4: Oh, I thought you were gonna say about the the scout that was uh, the Cocas. He allegedly uh, asked some players for a. He was a Pachuca's head scout.
3: Yeah,
5: Pachuca, Pachuca. Like I said, man, they're uh, they they they're a little too involved. Not so much in the opera in the football operation like the ownership. But I, I think they're a little too involved in uh, in the federation, especially in the officiating. Like, you know, when the officials go to Pachuca, to the University of Football, to have training sessions, apparently, like, they really roll out the red carpet for them. Obviously, with the facilities and stuff like that, you know, that they have over there.
4: Yeah.
2: I wanted to touch real quick on the, on the goalkeeper. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's... That a uh, mistake, even um, um or I could see how it would be a mistake if he did choose going with the U.S. because there's no guarantee that he's gonna be that he's gonna be able to lock down a spot there. Um, I mean the guys that they have, I mean Guzan looks like he's next in line. Not that he's like uh, incredibly good, but but I I, I don't see anything to that that he's gonna be able to replace him anytime soon. And it's not like uh, Jurgen Klinsmann has. These Mexican American players haven't exactly they'll get called up, but they don't seem to be consistently called up or and become like um like legit players for the actual team. They look it seems more like they played bit roles.
4: You know what? This their their January uh call ups for the US team, they're not really they're like experimental, like looking at players they they might consider one day. So even even if he did accept it it wouldn't captie him but it might it might cause uh, Mexico to not call him up anymore, because he's not kept tight in Mexico either. So well,
1: on this article that I'm reading, it, uh, it says that he just got barraged on Twitter, but it also says that the the Mexican Federation um, pressured him. They said, "Don't go to the U.S." So you know, so they're I don't know if that's a show of interest, but it was pretty much saying, "Don't do that. That's not the right career path for you."
5: well how 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 little does uh yarborough feel then i mean in, in ventura alvarado
4: those guys are uh, they're they, right
5: well yeah they're captive they're officially cap to the u s and, and and i mean and when when they asked you know yarborough and when they asked you know ventura alvarado they they basically gave cliched answers you know like the type of answers that you would expect a professional to To to, to answer is like, well, you know, Mexico never called me. So, I mean, so they were avoiding the question as to, like, you know, who would you choose? It's like, well, no, Mexico never called me.
1: Well, he said in an interview before, Yarborough did. Yeah. uh, He he said, I would go with Mexico and only go with Mexico. I don't
5: remember. I never saw that one. I never heard that one. I did hear from Ventura Alvarado. I mean, and, you know, when he was asked that question point blank, and he said, well,
1: Mexico never did call me.
2: Yeah, I think they're a little... For some of these players, though, you can always say, though, that they wouldn't be called. Yeah, exactly.
1: They're a little bit older. This guy's younger, so he has sort of some time and flexibility. Those guys are older. They knew they would never play for Mexico. So take a chance with the U.S.
5: Well, well, I mean, what most of the players... Most of the players that are on the U.S., or that were basically born in the U.S., or part of the U.S. system that are, you know in the Mexico's youth teams it seems like most of them are defensive or goalkeepers you know I, I, I don't I mean I really can't think of players
1: that are really you know on the offensive side Gomez, Hercules Gomez but he was born but, in Las Vegas but, he,
5: but, but he, his career really came up you know he started to play better when he came to the US or when he came to Mexico
1: Yeah.
4: was that guy's uh, what, name uh, the Carlos uh, he was with Chivas the ball guy
5: uh, I don't remember his name, but
4: he, he grew um,
5: up in the U.S. Carlos Ochoa, Carlos Ochoa, yeah, yeah. But you know, the point I'm trying to make is that you know, I think one of you know the, these you know the Hispanic you know the Mexican American players that are you know playing here in the U.S. and then trying to go to Mexico, obviously to for more money and to play in a better league. I think you're going to see keepers and defenders not so much players on the attack because obviously I, they're not playing in a system that really handles the balls well. You know what I mean?
4: Like uh, Cabañas?
5: No, oh, jeez. Come on.
2: <laughs> I, get, I, I get exactly what you're
1: saying. They you don't mean, have the you know, skills in the U.S. You're not going to grow in the U.S. with technical skills like you would in Mexico. So Exactly. They, exactly.
5: And, so, you know, I, uh, you know, I've One is that true? I mean, you're, 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 you know what
4: it is. They they haven't gone through the Cascarita legend uh, training method, is what it is.
1: <laughs> that's, <laughs> northern, Cascar- that's northern Mexico, though, man. So I'll give you guys some props. And you you guys developed Landon Donovan. Cascarita? Uh, I mean,
4: no, remember. actually, that, that that guy was trained by a uh, an English guy. His name's uh, Clint Greenwood. He's a, he was a good. Uh, he's a popular youth coach.
2: In his time, Didn't he grow
1: up like playing with Mexicans
2: and learning Spanish, and in San Bernardino, I think, which is predominantly Hispanic, I guess.
4: It's it yeah, it's mixed. I mean, you got Arcadia there, which is, you know, Santa Anita, where Santa Anita Park is at. Uh, uh. But yeah, he grew, but his his main coach that he credits for developing his technique is uh Clint Greenwood. And actually, that guy, a lot of his players, they, they did go to Mexico, and they just didn't. For one reason or another, uh, in fact, there's one story of one kid that he, he kind of went, like, he was a little older. He was 17, or maybe 18 or 19 at the time, That and he was at, at Tecos with, when Piojo was there. And Piojo saw, saw him play, and he told him, hey, you know what, man? You you have a lot of potential. Uh, you know, you should, uh, if you change a few things, You know, you, you, uh, you know, you're going to go far. And he goes, you know what, Piojo, I appreciate your feedback, but this is the way I've been playing, and it's opened doors for me, and I'm not going to change. And Piojo's response allegedly was, chinga tu madre entonces, güey.
1: Typical
6: Mexican, man, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> to, that, yeah. to that comment that Ronnie was saying about the technical skills in Mexico, did you guys see that video I posted of uh, those kids playing in the, in the park? Yeah, that's that, funny, dude, that was
5: very pedophilish of you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on, on which grown man? What type of grown man goes to a park and starts video? A dad. Know, little, a dad. Dad. Dad does that. <laughs> it's, a, it's
1: a pickup game. It's a cascarita man. What do you think?
2: That's, that's what dads do. They hang around, and <laughs> from,
4: they're like,
2: hey, it's unmarked van. It's only creepy if you're single
4: Like, <laughs> get up you gotta sign this here free candy on the side.
1: <laughs> free ch- free churros. <laughs> oh, oh,
3: snap. Churros um, con relleno.
5: That yeah. that was a little creepy, par- uh, Beto.
3: You were hanging uh, out at the park, Beto, filming kids. He was filming. kids, oh, there's a, yeah. there's, a,
1: there's a market right next to it, so I was like, oh, what's this? Like these dudes are playing some soccer, so I go and check them out. And- <laughs> had some yeah, pretty good skills.
5: Yeah, and he was jamming to Jethro Tull, you know, like the song, you know, sitting on a park bench eyeing little girls. <laughs> it's it's I uh, never
3: mind. You guys don't know that song. How how close were you to the action But <laughs> <laughs> Did you start breathing heavily?
2: I'm boarding, I'm boarding this. <laughs>
1: thing.
5: From... He's gonna erase it. He's gonna erase it
2: from my
1: <laughs> I'm just glad to hear Joel uh, pipe up and start speaking.
2: <laughs> All right. So, um, moving on. Uh, just to just a I wanted to hear your opinion just real quick on uh, on. So, do you think that Technical players can be developed uh, here in the states.
4: Yeah, I I think they can because look, they, what are they like the, a lot of a uh, very popular style here is to kind of sit back and close the close the spaces and you'd actually be surprised which coaches uh do these kinds of things and which co- coaches emphasize uh technique you know a good first touch good one v one skills but uh, I think they can I think they just don't they how do you say some of those players are late bloomers. And you know sometimes they don't they don't get the chance or or they're just for one reason or another they're just there's really no opportunities but to go to college and uh, I mean those players are there man they're just uh you know what tripped me out one time is I went to a actually you know I'm I got a license here and I went to a, one of the one of the sessions the the guy who's uh well, I won't say his name but. He's, he was the the facilitator and he's like a big guy in in the you know in, in the region as far as the the U.S. soccer you know it's broken out regionally and he said oh you know if you guys see a good player you can recommend them for the well, what they call ODP which is the Olympic uh, Development Program he goes but you know we're looking for for a certain type of players we don't want technical players and so you know to me that kind of said okay they don't want the guys with skill you know they want guys that can run run fast they're strong and i mean i don't know if you guys if you guys followed that american kid at barcelona the ben letterman
2: no i didn't realize that there was an american
4: um but yeah, that
6: guy. That guy got rejected. He was. He basically failed there.
4: No. And... So, so what happened with him was uh, <laughs> Barcelona got into a into a ban because they were signing underage. What? Well, here's the story. That kid. He. They saw him play in a tournament when his team went to play a, a tournament in Spain. And so the 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 scouts, the coaches, they approached the parents and they said, Hey, look, you know, your son's really talented. If he was born on this side of the Atlantic, or if he found his way here, you know, we'd be able to to enroll him into the academy but we can't recruit you cuz technically they're not supposed to recruit but if the parents moved for for reasons outside of soccer the kid could, could supposedly join but what ended up happening is FIFA came down hard on them for all these all these players that were 11 12 in their academy and their all the whole families had moved and and they were kind of how do you say operating in a gray area as far as the rules yeah. And so FIFA, yes, so FIFA came down. They cracked down on them on that. But going back to this American kid, that's the reason he had to leave. But uh, if you look at, he, he was called up to the U.S. Uh, U.S. national team, the U15s. And if you look at all his teammates, he's the smallest guy on the field. You know, the rest of his teammates are big, they're strong, they're they're fast for for their age group, and he's like he's, he's physically the smallest guy there. But he's, I mean, his brains, you know. How do you say operating 50% faster? You know he's got the the Neanderthal gene there, I guess, and you know he's reading he's reading the plays. He's he's seeing the spaces before they're there. He's seen the pass before before he's there. His first touch is like uh you know it's I don't know which what did that guy say magisterial? I mean he's he's a very talented kid, very technical. You know physically he's not developed yet. So if he was on this side <laughs> of the Atlantic you know, you probably would never hear about them.
3: Juan, Juan, you, seems like you've seen them play. Were, yeah, saw, were, you, I... were you with Chickies? <laughs> no? <laughs> no? No, no, no. <laughs> <okay>. he's, <laughs> he, he,
1: he's certified, though. He's certified.
4: I was on the other side of the street, and I had the the ice cream truck. Chickies had no the way. Google truck. Wait, no no please, way. No. You can't mix the two. What's Wait, up?
3: Where would you see him play? No, I saw I saw video of him
4: play actually. I saw when he was with the U.S. national team. There's video, there's video up, and of course you can always catch them because they're always at the what's it called now StubHub. When they whenever they do any camps and they announce them, they're usually that's where they're gonna be. Uh,
3: oh, they always they they've been doing that for a long time.
4: Yeah, so uh,
3: the, the, the U.S. the US, like especially at the beginning of the year.
4: Yeah. So you can actually you can but they all
3: the, even the youth
4: teams go there usually.
3: Yeah, no, they they've been doing that for years. For, yeah.
4: Usually
3: that, they, they well, do it in January, yeah.
4: Yeah, well, but I, I saw a video back, of him I saw a video of him playing some friendlies and I mean he's you know, he's a, he, he looked like he's a good player. Uh the Barcelona type of player. He's not, you know, a typical how do you say like if you compare him to like a break Shea or one of those guys, I mean he's or Josie Altador he's completely different skill set. At least right he, now.
6: I seen videos of him and he was okay. He was not out of this world and I'm sure if, uh, if he was like another Messi coming of Messi he they would have uh figured something out to keep him over there at Barcelona, you know. See yeah. he he was
4: nothing special.
3: No, I, I mean Messi. You sound salty.
4: Pardon. Yeah dude, I mean come on dude. Messi's like a once in a lifetime player and Argentina's had two and Less than how many years? Thirty years. That's amazing, man. Perón, what did the
5: you water? say? Hey Perón, what did you say? Something about coming
6: messy. What? <laughs> What's on your mind, dude?
4: I was still
0: trying to think.
4: The <laughs> churros.
6: Uh, yeah, you're thinking about that churro with
3: with the squishy thing in the middle. The <laughs> relleno? Yeah, chocolate <laughs> relleno, Ronnie. What's I that? Prefer, do You prefer the the churro with. With the chocolate or, or with the
5: vanilla?
2: <laughs>
1: the chocolate, what? I want to disagree with Juan a little bit. Though on the on the youth and and the technical skills in the U.S. Yes, please. Uh, I, get, I get the coaches teach like a, having a good one touch and having good passing skills and all, and all that and ball handling skills. But it's up to oh. the kids to actually take that, take those skills and practice. <laughs> if they practice, like time. <laughs> <laughs> they practice twice.
4: <laughs> well, that's the thing that
1: and it's gotta, not gonna work. They got to take it home. They got to have a passion for it. And in Mexico, they play like I, like you know, like it's demonstrated. They'll play in the streets. They'll play in the park. They'll play everywhere in their house. They'll break lamps and windows and stuff.
4: You mean in Mexico, or or what do you mean?
1: In, Mex- in Mexico, or in the U.S., it's not as common. You usually put it up, and you don't play until you got to the nice green field. Uh, for soccer practice which happens twice maybe three times a week and that's it
4: uh in the in the younger ages uh i can tell you about LA specifically there's certain zones where that does happen you have kids that uh <laughs> let's let's say they join club at 6 years old and they're playing they're training three three times a week and then you know in addition maybe they get a they get you know a, a game or two with their club team but they're also playing uh Three four times a week, uh, you know, in a in a local Sunday league, uh, or and then also on the weekends another two or three games. So that does happen. It happens. uh, Once a certain age level, though, they're just it's just the the lifestyle here is different. And for example, I think at about thirteen or fourteen, they you do you do need that, uh, Beto. You need that training. uh, That three four times a week training, maybe. You know, two a days, certain weeks, uh, plus that week, <clears throat> and I guess they're moving towards that, but uh, it's still a, it's a little bit of pay to pay to play as far as their academy. Now, if you look at the, non-aca- the non-academy teams that are, you know, like local community teams, I mean, at the older ages, you can't. There's no way to for them to train that ma- that many times. Just you know, the, here the logistics, the the field space, the you know, you gotta pay it costs money you know you you need a field you need to pay for it you need a insurance for it you need a coach that, that has expertise you need to pay him and uh also,
3: also the scouts uh Juan I, I believe they they only they only scout from certain certain leagues
4: yeah certain teams definitely definitely and they, uh
3: they won't go to where Chickies goes <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, hey, I scouted some kids for you, Juan.
4: Oh, he's in on my way, but uh, <laughs> it's in on my way, dude.
1: Need a need, just need a coyote.
4: <laughs> All right, let's do it. We'll, we'll arrange it. Uh, Ronnie's gonna finance. He'll get the fifty percent of the uh, the, <laughs> the rights. We'll have Jolie to write the promos, and Brin can be in charge of hyping them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, Dano I'll will like have to the reg- Dano, Dano will have to register them as his kids. We got this man.
2: <laughs> well, we definitely can't leave him with Beto. <laughs> yeah.
6: So supervised uh supervised visitations.
2: So are are we done guys? Or is there anything else? Do you guys want to give like some quick actual predictions of who's gonna win the league or before we wrap things up, or is there anything else you guys wanna chit chat about?
4: You know what, Conejo Perez wins his uh, last title and he retires, rides into the sun with uh Gingo Gonzalez uh, being the hero.
2: Is that your prediction?
4: Yeah. All right. And, but Tomás Boy quits before the final.
2: <laughs> okay. Fernando, you want to go next? Uh, who, who's your who's your league winner?
6: Uh, well, it's gonna be a tight final between Monterrey and Chiapas, and I really don't know who would be the winner there. But I think Monterrey has what it takes to go over the top.
4: So either way you look at it, La Volpe destroys another team, right, Bern?
6: It's it's the no, natural he...
4: way of
2: things. Uh, something must die uh, while he's around. <laughs> <laughs> something must go to shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I um,
3: predict Almeida's gonna get
6: sacked. No, I don't think have, so actually. Almeida's
3: uh, Almeida's
6: already won silverware, that that
3: could win him a couple of seasons.
2: You know? That might buy yeah, him Yeah. No. That might buy him some time though. No uh,
3: it not not with Vergara, dude.
6: But I will say though, he when Chivas does get relegated, he will get sacked. No, they brought, they brought him It wouldn't back. make sense
3: then, because he's an expert in, in relocation. In promotion, I would say.
6: Well, I'm just saying, you know, because, you know, what if all of a sudden uh, there's some things out of their control, you know? Like, what if Dorados does extremely well and they just can't catch up?
4: We can thank Nestor for seeing all the Chivas players there. Always a silver lining.
6: Yeah, I Nestor think... really ruined
2: the team. I know you like to be super uh, pessimistic, um... Mm-hmm. Jolie, and for good reason. But I, think, I think, uh, think your, you guys are probably going to be okay, and I think your coach is going to make it through the, the season. But we'll see. Um, care to give a, a league winner, or is that the, as far as you're willing to bet?
3: Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'll, I'll see Toluca. I'll, I'll see
4: Toluca
6: wins it. It's so salty. Man, why not América?
4: You know um, you know why? Because he's got a uh, Talavera there, the Chivas Canterano. So, you know, we say Chivas Cantera producing.
3: Well, in that case, well, might as well Dorados be the league winner, then.
4: <laughs> Good point.
3: No, well, I actually think America could probably win not this one, but the next one.
6: When Wemis comes back?
3: Yeah, and, and they're, they're looking for another uh, top signing. But I, I think they're going to be affected a bit with a uh, the no preseason.
6: Hey, a surprise signing from Europe. Pulido signs with America.
4: So what? Churros.
1: Three. are only dropped. So yeah.
2: Juan, uh, what are your predictions, dude? Uh, league winner, or do you want to go off? Um, do you <laughs> and do you agree that Almeida's uh, going to be uh, fired?
4: No, I don't think Almeida's going to get fired, dude. I think. The teams. I mean, look, they brought in Pineda. They brought in Goulet. They got a good, strong. Uh, they got a good, strong supporting cast. Uh, but, but, did, but wait, we,
3: Juan, we, you we we were did,
4: saying that. They, that's what I was gonna mention. We didn't see the best of uh, Conejo Pizuela, uh last season. If you notice, uh, got rid of some dead weight in Chaton, sending him a on loan, which is actually, you know what? Uh, Jolie? We can we can second guess why the moves or how the moves were done, but I mean, overall, they instead of uh, selling chaton, they send him alone.
3: But but you is, know, no, I'm I mean. saying one of your criticisms last season was that the team, uh, you know, they needed more players. Yeah. Aren't they Aren't they in the same boat now?
4: Right, but they're they're still focused on the league. I mean, unless you say because they're, they're not going to play Libertadores yet, right?
3: No, I know.
4: I, yeah, so I think they. Look, they brought in two quality players. They, 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 The only issue is they didn't bring in a forward. And I guess Saldivar and uh, Mar- uh, Marcos Marcantonio Granados is uh, being promoted. And uh, there's another player, Cesnaydos, that they were, that they were hyping up.
1: I got a, I got a prediction for Chivas. Oh. The next, uh, the next title that Vergara is going to lift up is going to be the the tournament for Ascenso.
2: They're going to oh. descend,
1: and then they're going to come back up, and Vergara is going to go out on the pitch. He's going to be like, Yeah, we got it. We're back in first place. Go throw a parade. Yeah, that whole parade and stuff. And then my other prediction was just that what I said earlier was like America's either going to win the title or Umbrella is going to get fired this time. This... Cool. Uh, Ronnie, anything
2: to uh, add?
5: Well, my top four. Obviously, I already said who are going to be my top four. Um, if America can keep the you know the heads cool, I think that they should be able to win. Uh, I mean, they've had a pretty good they have a good team. You know, obviously, you know, Degas also has a good team as well. But uh, um, I, I think that I think they're they have probably the deepest bench. Um, I like you know you know I, I think America is going to win, um, but I, like I said, I gave my four. It's going to be America, Tigres, Cruz Azul, and Toluca. Uh, what I would like to see is I'd like to I'd like to see Cruz Azul get to the final and lose at the end,
2: and I'd like to see Chivas relegated. That would really make me happy. Excellent. Um, my prediction, I guess, I'm I'm predicting a. A Monterrey final. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have. I, I was surprised, really surprised that, that Monterrey didn't make the playoffs last season. I be shocked that they don't really, if they don't turn it around drastically. I, I'm thinking they're going to bounce back pretty hard. But the reason I don't see América winning is for the same reasons they lost this last season. Is that I don't think Nacho has complete control of the team, or at least not um, in a way that that's going to keep them from uh, hurting themselves. Um... As much as I I would on um, part of me would like to see Chivas get relegated, really I don't think they will be. The will probably go back down. Um, but uh, and I'm hope and hopeful that my Santos are able to get back into the Liga, uh, which I think they will.
6: Hey, I think Zizou's gonna bring Inaki back to Real Madrid once by the end of this season.
2: Well, the the inter rumors um have, did they just fade away, or the, probably if anything that move would probably happen during the next transfer seat, uh transfer window. Anywho, I guess um I guess that kind of uh should be wrapping things up, guys. Thank you for joining us, uh, first podcast of the year. <coughs> I think it went off pretty good. Um. So Fernando John, who's no longer uh, with us today, but uh,
6: rest in peace here for a
2: while. <laughs> Sorry, he passed away. Um, no, uh, John, thanks for joining us. Joel, um, Juan, Beto, Ronnie, and for myself, Daniel, uh, we are los cachirulles. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you next time.
4: Oh my
3: god. Hey, but they didn't, they didn't win anything. You shouldn't play their theme.